You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. Amen. It's because of who he says that you are, that you are his children, and he speaks that to you. And so uh, you may be seated as we hear God's word today. And so uh, as, we, as we begin today, I just want to start by asking a question, and it's, uh, what are you longing for? What are you really, really looking forward to? Uh, one of them for me, and how many of you, uh, how many of you are longing for Thanksgiving? I love Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite times to gather with, with family and friends, and, and uh, we've got, uh, with, between Stacey and my family, we gather about 30-some people, uh, everyone bringing their favorite food, uh, and it's just, I look forward to that each and every year. So I, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Uh, how many of you are looking forward to December 6th? Stacy is. She's maybe one of the only, so um, some of you know this, I've had some back and hip issues, I'm, I'm needing hip surgery, but um, I needed to get approval from the back doctor first, and the back doctor this week gave me approval. So on December 6th, I get my surgery, and then who's looking forward to May? Stacy, raise your, because it's a six-month recovery period. So um, she gets to be my chauffeur for a while, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, I'm looking forward to being done with this. Uh, to, to being over the, the hip and the back issues because I know, but I know that, you know, once I get that figured out, something else is going to fall apart because, you know, when you get older, that's just what happens. Um, how many are you longing for the Huskers to make a bowl game? Yeah, maybe that'll happen in our lifetimes. We'll see. Uh, right? Uh, the other thing I'm longing for, I'm looking forward to is, is noon today. It's been a long two weeks. Um, I'm really looking forward to nap time. Right? And so, uh, what is it that you are longing for? What is it that you are looking forward to? Well, right now we're in, in the middle of kind of a three-week mini-series looking at 1 John chapter 3. And last week, uh, Vicar Rathi uh, took us through uh, 1 John 3, verse 1, that says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so, because he calls us children of God, so we are. And the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. And I'm going to read just the beginning of verse 2 because that, that thought kind of bleeds in to say that um, now, am I dead? Um, there it is. Uh, we are, uh, back one, there we go. Uh, beloved, we are God's children now. Yay. Right now. Right, as, as Ms. Lord just talked about, as we, as we sung about, as Ms. Vicar Rathke talked to us uh, last week, right, you are a child of God now as he gives you faith through the hearing of his word, through the, through the waters of baptism. You are his child now, and because of that, you have all of the blessings that come from being made a child of God, right? You have forgiveness of sins. You have rescue from death and the devil, and you have eternal life to all who believe this. You are a child of God now. What does the rest of verse 2 say? It says, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, when Jesus appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him 
as he is. So, beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. There's a big you know, theological conversation about the now and the not yet. Right now, if the Spirit has given you faith through the hearing of his word, through the waters of baptism, you are God's child now. And at the same time, there is something even better that is waiting for you. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we, uh, what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when Jesus appears, we shall see him like he is. Uh, we shall be like him because we shall see him like he is. Again, the, the now and the not yet. And last week, we really, we really focused on the now, what it is that God says that you are now, uh, the depths of his love for you now. And, and this week, we want to look at a little bit on the what we will be has not yet appeared. So what is it that we will be? What are we looking forward to? What are we longing for? Well, Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 says, Behold, I tell you a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Uh, I talked to someone at, at the end of last service. They said uh, they, work, they worked in a, in a nursery with little babies for a number of years, and this was hung on her wall a long for a long time. Behold, we shall not all sleep, uh, but we shall all be changed, right? Uh, it's not talking about that sleep, uh, but in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the, at the sound of the trumpet, uh, the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, the mortal must put on immortality, and when the perishable puts on the imperishable, when the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, O death, where, or death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O death, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so one of the things that we're looking forward to is, is the perishable putting on the imperishable, the brokenness of our bodies putting on a body that will no longer break down, right? All of you know those aches and pains, and, and many of you know much more than that. The, the, the struggle of sin that, that it plays in our lives, the, 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 that it just even just destroys our bodies, and so we're looking forward to that day when that will be removed. The perishable will put on the imperishable. The mortal will put on immortality. And death will be swallowed up in victory. So that's one of the things that we're looking forward to. Also, the prophet Isaiah, a uh, number of years before even Jesus came onto the scene in his human form, uh, in his human body, he said, the, Isaiah said, On this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, well-refined, a, a feast of, a, a, of rich food full of marrow and of aged wine, well-refined. And so we're looking forward to a feast, a big Thanksgiving Day celebration with Jesus and with all of our loved ones who have... Uh, who have faith in Jesus, those who have gone before us, and those who have faith here on this earth. Also, he will swallow up the, uh, on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that's spread over all nations, right? In, in our text in 1 John 3, it says, we've not seen him yet fully. Well, it's because there's a veil between us. We cannot fully see Jesus, but he will swallow up death forever, and the Lord will God will wipe away tears from all faces and the reproach of his people he will uh, take away from all the earth for the Lord has spoken and it will be said on that day behold this is our God that, uh, that we've waited for him that, we might, that he might save us 
This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation, right? I love that we have waited for him. What are you longing for? What are you waiting for? Yes, I'm looking forward to a nap this afternoon. Yes, I'm looking forward to the hip surgery and getting through all of that recovery, but I'm really longing for Jesus. I'm really longing for Jesus to return and wipe away the veil that is cast between God and and his people. I'm looking forward to the day that death will be swallowed up forever. And so then the question that I have for you is, as you look, and I pray that you're longing for that day as well, but as you're longing for that day, how are you preparing for that day? Right? As, as Thanksgiving is coming around, one of the things that I do is I make caramels. Uh, I've got Stacy's grandma's recipe, and I love to make caramels, but uh, one of the ways that I need to prepare for that is I need to go find some butter, and Hy-Vee was all out of their, their uh, $1.99 a pound. Um, and so, but I'm not just showing up to Thanksgiving saying, feed me. Right? I'm preparing for that day. As I, as I prepare for hip surgery, I got, my back, I got a back injection. I've, I've gone through physical therapy to help prepare myself for that day. Well, what about the disciples? How are they preparing themselves for Jesus? Well, as Jesus was in his last day with them, in his last minutes with them, they had all come together, and we read this in Acts chapter 1, they had all come together, and the disciples asked them, they said, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Right? Jesus had raised from the dead, and they're like, all right, now we're done. Right? Jesus, set up your kingdom, let's go. But Jesus said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight, the ascension of Jesus. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes, and they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And so they're saying, guys, don't just stand here staring up into the clouds. Prepare yourselves for his coming. And so we skip forward a little bit in Acts. And if you, if you remember some of the story, Judas, one of the disciples, was the one that betrayed Jesus. And so now there are only 11 disciples left. And so the disciples know, okay, it's time to get to work. And so they put forward two to take Judas's place. Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Eustace, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Lord, you know the hearts of all. Show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to his own place. And so they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven. And so now we have twelve disciples, and if you read through the rest of the book of Acts, the disciples know now it's go time. Now it's time to go and spread the good news of Jesus because they know that their job is to go and make disciples. Because earlier Jesus had said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, so go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Jesus leaves them with the promise. He says, surely I will be with you to the end of the age. So how are you preparing for that day, the end of the age? Are you following the mission of Jesus to go and make disciples of all nations? Right? The, the mission here at Trinity is to raise up Christ followers in our families and communities, and there's, there's a number of different ways that we do that. With, you know, we, we, 
with Sunday school, to, to raise up little children in our families, starting with kids age zero, and then, and then into confirmation and into adult Bible class and, and life groups. But that's also why we have an early childhood center. That's why we have a, a K through eight school, and that's why we're starting a, a viability study to, to consider the, uh, the viability of a Lutheran high school here in Fremont. Right, because we know how important it is to raise up Christ followers in our families and in our communities. Uh, but this is not something that just the staff here at Trinity does. Right, this is something that we are all called to do. And so part of our job is just to walk alongside you as you raise up Christ followers in your families. And then to, and then to work together as, as we work together to raise up Christ followers in our communities so how are you preparing for that day when Jesus will return? How are you seeking to raise up Christ followers in your families and your communities? Because God has made you his children. And he has an even greater day waiting for you. But in that time, we prepare by, by making disciples, by raising up kids and adults to know Jesus more and more every day. Beloved, we are God's children now. And also, what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. Amen? Amen. Amen.